If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Recorded live. Good evening, everyone. You are in the spotlight with Brian Gardner for this Tuesday, May 19, 2015. Good to have you all here for our first and only show this week. That's right. We're only going to, do be, we're only going to be doing one show this week. That is a change um, from what we were thinking last week. I'll explain that in just a moment. But first, since we got a lot to do, I want to get right into business here and remind you all the ways in which you can interact and participate and contribute to our show. You can do so by emailing us at itspotlightbg at gmail.com. Again, it's itspotlightbg at gmail.com. It's my email as well as the show's. And please remember to label your email in the subject line with what that email is about, what topic, you know, who, who on the show you might be reacting to or addressing. Um, if it's feedback, label it. So just give us some idea, please. This helps us with keeping things organized and makes things a lot more accessible for us. You can also follow us and tweet us at ITSpotlightBG. Again, it's at ITSpotlightBG. That's my Twitter handle as well as the shows. And please remember to use the hashtag, hashtag ITSpotlight. Again, it's hashtag ITSpotlight for anything you tweet regarding our show. Also, you can find us on Facebook. To find our fan page on Facebook, search for us using the full title of our show in the spotlight with Brian Gardner. And then once you find our fan page, like our page, and then go ahead and post whatever it is you'd like to post. Facebook, Twitter, email. If you post or send something, I promise you we do see it. I, we check everything constantly. Um... Just don't, I mean, don't worry if we don't reply back to you or use, acknowledge, or mention whatever you post or sent on the show. We just can't possibly reply back to everybody, nor can we use, acknowledge, or mention everything that's posted or sent. So just rest assured, if you send or post something, whether it's email, Facebook, or Twitter, we have seen it. All right, so here's the deal. I'm, I, first of all, I want to apologize for the late start. Obviously, look, we always said we were going to start at 9 tonight. That we announced. I started maybe about 10 minutes later than I wanted to, had some issues getting on the air. So um, also it's been a crazy week. As you all know, I'm getting married this weekend. So a lot of things going on there, which is the reason why we're only doing one show this week. And it's also the reason why this will be my last show for two weeks. I will not be back on the show until June the 4th. That will be my first show back. That will be on a Thursday. So in my absence, um, my co-host, Mike and Justin, will be taking over. I imagine so far, that, so far they have indicated to me that they wouldn't, but I'm assuming they will, just like they did for me last year. So they will be taking over for me. Um, and, you know, obviously it will be different. You know, last year they did some things differently, but... You know, one of the shows will be a wrestling show because now we know there's a WWE. It's not it's not on pay-per-view, but it's a WWE event that's like a pay-per-view, and that's Elimination Chamber, and that will be taking place a week from this Sunday, May 31st. So next Thursday, they'll get, do a preview show handling that. So you'll have that to look forward to. So one of those shows will be accounted for. And then, look, they'll do, you know, some of the stuff that we normally do. They'll discuss entertainment news, wrestling news. You know, that kind of stuff, sports, the NBA playoffs. They'll do all that stuff, um, you know, next week and on that June 2nd show because I won't be there for that show either. Um, so this, uh, we'll explain more about that later on in the show. 
Um, but you know that's what you got to look forward to the show. There, now there now this Thursday, there there will be no show. Now I had said that there'd be a second show this week. I was leaning towards it being tomorrow night. There won't be any show tomorrow night. There won't be any show in our normal time slot this Thursday night. This is it. Tonight is it. Um, we're gonna fit everything into tonight. It just made the most sense. Plus I, you know, it's funny when you're getting married. This, when you're getting married, you don't think of every anything but the fact that your wedding day. I forgot that this weekend's Memorial Day weekend. It's early this year. So I figured, you know what? A lot of times Memorial Day weekend we've stayed away from doing like a Thursday show because of the fact that, you know, some people take off early and go on vacations and stuff. So I decided, you know what, let's just bypass the second show entirely, try to get it all in on one show. And I think we can do that because we really don't have a lot of sports content to get to. We don't have anything in sports outside the NBA to get to. And really, there wasn't a whole lot of NBA action over the last couple of days. So we really don't have too much to talk about there. So we can kind of bypass that as quick as possible and get into the entertainment content for tonight, which is really what's the bulk of this show. So we will do that tonight. And the sports side of things, we will discuss the NBA playoffs, everything that's happened since the last time we discussed them a week ago. Um, and then with the draft lottery, which now talk touch on that really quickly. And then on the entertainment side, box office beat. Now, we're going to give you two sets of numbers. We're going to predict two weeks' worth of numbers tonight. Now, we'll do that as quick as possible. Uh, we'll look back at this past weekend's numbers. Um, and then we will do our in-the-spotlight TV picks of the week, which will probably be the last one we have. Uh, because even though there is stuff on in the summertime, it's not – enough really to justify doing the segments. This is probably the last one we do for this particular TV season until the fall. Um, and then we will do our long-awaited summer movie preview segment. Now, it's, I, I, people, I've already gotten emails since I, because a couple of people were asking me tonight today about, like, when are we doing a show other than tonight? And I, and I kind of broke the news to them ahead of time that we're only doing one show this week. And they were like, Okay, well, what happens to the summer movie preview? Look, the summer movie preview was never meant to be long. It was always meant to be a quick segment. We're going to overview the summer quickly, talk about what movies are going to be hits, what movies are going to be misses, you know, make a few predictions. That's going to be it. That's all it's going to be. It's not going to be this long, drawn-out thing. So that's what we're going to do tonight. Summer movie preview, box office be in the spotlight TV picks the weekend. Again, on the sports side, I think it's NBA, and that's pretty much it. So that's pretty much what we're going to do. I wanted to touch on some wrestling tonight. If we have time, which I don't think we will. We will, but otherwise we'll leave it alone. Um, so jam-packed show coming right at you tonight. We'll get right to it. My co-host should be coming on very shortly. Um, just so that we don't waste time, um, there is no third member of our team tonight. Jeff Tech is not here. He will not be with us until probably mid-July. I know. Um, for reasons I can't say, he's got some personal things going on. He is not going to be with us. Uh, it was a late-breaking thing that happened. I was told about it this morning. That's kind of another reason why I decided just to do one show this week, because everything happened kind of last minute. So he is not with us tonight. He will not be with us these next few weeks while I'm off. And, again, he will not be back till likely mid-July. So this is the second year in a row that he's kind of not not, not here when I'm here. So, um, when I'm not here, pardon me. So, so there's only two people on, on staff here tonight on the show. And um, here is my co-host now, Mike. You're in the spotlight. And there's no way this is going less than an hour. <laughs> so, don't even try. 
Yeah, you you don't have a choice. It is, has to be less than an hour. I am not going to derail you tonight. Uh, no. Although it sounds like Jeff Tech already derailed himself this quick. What yeah, a smart guy. I, I, I'm going to talk to you about it off the air. It's not it's not what you think. Oh, great! It, it really, it's no, not it really, what no. I think. No, it's it's not even something I I really care to joke about. To be honest. Oh, okay. Then fine. So, um, th- yeah. And th- by the you, way, I'm not the one who is running late tonight. I've been waiting around since eight o'clock. You are the one who's been running around late. I tonight. had to work till eight. Oh. Duh. Blah blah blah. <laughs> blah blah blah. Wine, 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 wine. That's okay. all I'm hearing. Whining. Anyway. Anyway. Oh yeah, Mister. I complain about the time all the time. I'm the one that's whining. Anyway. Um, so here's the drill. Uh, we're going to do the box office stuff first. Here's why, because that's the stuff that I think has the potential to take the longest, get that out of the way. And then we'll jump into sports and then we'll jump back to entertainment to finish up. That's what we're going to do. Um, I'm considering this a very, 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 very big sprint tonight because that's what we got to do. We got to sprint. Now that I'm not I plugging. I ask you can sprint. Prove it. Okay. So. Now, here's the thing. Guys, we're going to have two sets of numbers to predict so that the guys don't have to deal with that next week. I'm not going to explain all of them because <laughs> that we really can't explain all of them because, number one, we don't even know how that's all going to play out. Predicting two weeks out is kind of hard, so just go with it. Anyway, last week, two things happened at the box office. All right? Number one. Anybody out there that was going crazy for Pitch Perfect and, and bombarded me with emails saying, you don't know what you're talking about, that movie is going to make 60 to $70 million, when I highly doubted it would, congratulations to you. You knew more than I did, and you knew more than a lot of people did because I did not believe that that movie could do that. And I probably should have, but I didn't. And you know what? It didn't need to piggyback on Avengers or Mad Max, even though I think that helped it a little bit. It did it all on its own. I underestimated the popularity of that of that franchise now because you know they'll probably make a third one. I've underestimated the power of that franchise. I did not think that the I knew the first one did better after it came out and kind of gained in popularity. It's one of those rare occasions when that happens. I understand that. I knew it would be a better do better than it did the first one did when it was in theaters. I expected that. I did not expect this. Con- congratulations to them. God bless because that was a phenomenal weekend for that movie. So that right there threw, threw my predictions way out of whack. Um. Now, obviously, we had two movies coming out this weekend. Pitch Perfect was the big story, and how well it did. Mad Max was the really one of the stories of the summer. How would Mad Max do? It's a movie that does not have a lot of dialogue, much at all, really. It's a franchise that's been cold as ice since the 80s. Heck, you know, it's it's sat there. There's been tons of times when they could have easily brought it out. They decided to wait. They go they bring Tom Hardy in. And, you know, there's a lot of people, including myself, that thought it would flop. Now, did it do great this weekend? No. But what I think it did was it did well enough. And when you can, I only said 30 to 35 because I was, I was already assuming it wasn't going to do as well as I felt it should do. I always figured out the movie would be good. 
the people behind it, the people on, uh, you know, acting in it, everybody was is, is very, very creative and very good at what they do. I never doubted the movie would be good. I doubted that people would be would come out to see it. I think enough, more people than I expected came out to see it. More people than a lot of people thought that that uh, more people came out to see it than a lot of people thought, and. It's got nothing but good word of mouth from critics and fans. I think it's going to do very well in the long term, and that's a good sign. I ho- I, uh, now, look, it's got Memorial Day weekend this weekend. All movies get a bump. It will get a bump. I think it will be fine. We'll, admit, we'll, we'll have made probably as much as it probably should have. I don't know. But I think it's going to make enough to justify them releasing it and probably enough to maybe do another one. But the reaction it's getting... Hopefully it doesn't get lost in the shuffle this weekend with two new movies coming out, and in the coming week now we're in that summer, in that summer kind of whirlwind where every week now there's big movies. You know, May is a weird month. You got the big movie that comes out the first week of May, and then the second weekend people stay away from this. You know, people kind of go, okay, let's just kind of dump something here. The third weekend sometimes you have something viable, sometimes you don't. This weekend you had two movies that end up being viable. But now you're heading into Memorial Day weekend, one of the biggest box office weekends of the year, and you know, and so on and so forth. Now we're in the thick of things. There's going to be a big movie every weekend, pretty much, except for I think the first week of June, um, which doesn't feature a whole lot. Um, that might draw big, you know what I mean? So we'll see what happens. But I'm confident in Mad Max now. Now look, there's a lot of people that are going to go crazy about Avengers. Is it doing as well domestically as the first one did? No, it's not. I, I honestly believe, and I, I've said this off the air to people, and I think people are starting to see my, my point. I think the biggest problem is twofold. One, it's the, the length of the movie. Okay, now I know the first one was two hours, but this is longer. The length and tone of the movie, I think, hurt it. The length of the movie means less showings, even though they're showing that movie in almost every theater you can think of. But the tone of the movie might have kept some parents, I, I, might have hurt the family growth. Parents might have said, hey, I don't, want, I don't want to take a chance to have my kids go and see that movie because of the fact that it did look a lot darker than the first one. I could see that. That might seem like a very over-the-top thing for people, but I've, I can see that. The second thing is this. We all know piracy is a thing. People can throw that excuse around whenever a movie doesn't do well or whatever, but when it does well, people don't even think about it. Well, look. The fact of the matter is this was one of the most anticipated movies in recent memory. And that movie was sitting online a week ahead of time. And, look, has it hurt previous Marvel movies? Not so much. Did it hurt this one? It could have hurt this one because maybe people did not feel like going out and seeing a two-and-a-half-hour movie in the theater. Maybe people saw some of the reviews, which were nitpicking the heck out of the movie, and decided, you know what, I don't want to pay the 12 bucks until I know it's a good movie, and they decided to watch it at home. I'm not encouraging people to do that, but I'm just saying that that possibility was there. I do think piracy played a role to an extent. The fact that that movie was sitting there a week ahead of time online for people to see, according to the reports, I think played a role. Those are the things I think hurt this movie. That hasn't hurt worldwide. It's already over a billion dollars worldwide. So if it hurt anywhere, it hurt domestically. It's probably going to exceed the worldwide growth of the first one. So Marvel's not hurting here. 
whether the domestic total or not is anywhere as good as they want it to be, it doesn't matter in the broad scheme of things because in the end they're going to make as much as they probably thought they were going to overall anyway. Just that it probably ends up being more internationally than domestically. In the end, does it matter? Some pundits think it does. I think over the last few years we've learned that in most cases now the international growth is going to be what breaks the bank for a movie now anyway. So we're just going to have to accept that. Now, those were the three big stories. Outside of that, nothing else really is worth talking about. Um, you know, nothing else really drew enough. Uh, Hot Pursuit, I believe, was in here at, let's see. Yeah, Hot Pursuit made 5.7. We figured it'd be around, I figured it'd be around 7, so it actually dropped more than expected. But again, given how pitch perfect it, they're going after the same audience, you shouldn't be surprised. So other than that, there's nothing worth talking about. How do we do on predictions? I had pitch perfect two in first, forty eight million. Clearly I was wrong about that. Made sixty nine two. Uh I had Avengers in second with forty three. Avengers came in third with thirty eight point eight. Wasn't that far off, but off enough anyway, both on the ranking and the growth. Uh, Mad Max came in second with 45.4. I had it in third with 32. I'm very happy that I, was, I underestimated it. I'm glad it did better than expected. Um, and in fourth was Hot Pursuit, 5.7 million. I had that movie in fourth with 7 million. So I was off on all my predictions this week. Another thing to add to about Mad Max right now, the $150 million budget, it's already up to 115.7 worldwide. It's made $50.7 million here, $65 million overseas. So it's, it's, it's doing okay. Doing okay. Remember, it's R-rated, too. So I think that shows strength that it opened as well as it did both ways. Now, we'll see what happens this weekend. If it gets enough of a boost, I think it's going to be just fine. So that will be a big story heading into Memorial Day weekend is how Mad Max holds up and how much of a boost it gets. Um, and, again, so here's the totals. Again, again, 0 for 4 on predictions. The totals for this week at the box office, Pitch Perfect 2 and first with a Astounding 69.2 million. It's opening weekend. Mad Max Fury Road in second, 45.4 million. Going from first to third was Avengers Age of Ultron, 38.8 million. 50% drop off, which in this third week is not horrible, I guess. Maybe less than people expected. Uh, maybe more than what people expected. But And dropping from second to fourth, Hot Pursuit, $5.7 million. A 59% drop off, although it gained 34 theaters. And that movie's done well enough. It's at a $35 million budget, so nothing to worry about there. Just a quick little note here, Ex Machina continued to do good business. It was in ninth place with a little over $2 million. It's done very well. It's almost near $20 million, um, domestically, so it's done very well for itself. Um, so that's really the story at the box office for last weekend. Um, before I jump into talking about this coming weekend and next weekend, Mike, any thoughts quickly before? Avengers is doing fine. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. All right. So now we look at what is really the big, if not the biggest, it's the second biggest box office weekend of the year, Memorial Day weekend, which is earlier this year. Now, this weekend's, this weekend's Memorial Day films, are there's only two of them. Now, for some people, usually there's three. Usually there would be an animated movie in there somewhere. There is not. One of the reasons why, because Disney's releasing a film in Tomorrowland that they feel will also appeal to families, too. So that's pretty much why you don't see that. Um, so and, and so two big movies, both opening in over 3,000 theaters, both with the potential to do extremely good business. Uh, well, one with the potential to do extremely good business, one with the potential to maybe do moderate business. Um, 
So here we go. The two releases this weekend, both on different spectrums. The biggest release tomorrow, a sci-fi film from Buena Vista or Disney, opening in 3,800 theaters. Directed, written, and produced by Brad Bird. Um, starring Britt Robertson, George Clooney, Hugh Laurie, Catherine Hahn, and Judy Greer. PG-13 has got a $190 million budget. So they're, they are really banking on this movie to do well. Um, unlike... We we just got done talking about how international growths have helped movies. I don't know how much it's going to help this movie. I really don't. This is one instance where I think domestic's going to have to carry this movie. Yeah, it's going to make it's probably going to make a hundred million internationally, at least. But I I don't think it's going to be one of these films that is saved by international. It's going to have to be saved by domestic. I don't know. I, it's just a thing I have about. It. I, I just don't think it's going to be that appealing overseas. We'll see, though. George Clooney's movies have always done well overseas, so maybe I'm wrong. Um, this is a movie that has kept a lot of things quiet about itself. It's been very, very clever in its marketing. It's shown a few sequences here and there, um, very interesting sequences. Um, I, you know, it reminds me a lot of Frozen, where they haven't shown you much. I don't think you're going to see... Um, I, I mean, I don't think many people know enough about this movie, which I think might end up hurting it. I don't, it helped Frozen. I don't think it's going to help this movie. Um, the reviews have been okay. I don't see this being one of those bank-breaking kind of Memorial Day weekend. Tomorrowland's going to be number one. But I don't think it's going to be a, a bank-breaking kind of number one. 45 to $50 million generally is what I would say over the four days. That's what I would say. Now, we're only going to do one set, of, one set of numbers. Usually, sometimes we do three days, sometimes we do four days. This year, I think we're going to do four days. Um, sometimes we do both. This time, I'm just going to do one. We're going to do four-day numbers this time around. Uh, so, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Because I think, I think this year, with Memorial Day being so early and such, I think, generally, and based on how the box office, how well it's done this year, I think that you're going to see business more evenly dis dispersed over the four days instead of being, you know, Friday heavy, Saturday heavy, light on Sunday, light on Monday. I think it'll be more even. So just judging by what some people are thinking. So I think you're going to see like a, a, a even playing throughout the weekend. But tomorrow, I could say 45 to 50 over the four days seems reasonable. And then there's the Poltergeist. That's the second biggest movie. And that's opening in three, over 3,200 theaters. It's a, it's a horror film, but it's PG-13. But you all know how that means to me, thriller, suspense. That's not horror. Um, Sam Rockwell, Rosemary DeWitt, and Jared Harris all star in the film. Honestly, folks, I'm, I'm being just flat out honest. I don't think it's going to draw huge. Um, some people have said 25 to 30 million. I just can't see it. The first one was really good, but it's been a long time, and it's not one of those horror movies that I think really appeals to a lot. Horror, thriller, suspense, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't really have that mainstream kind of hook. To me, it's a movie that's easily going to get lost this weekend. Plus, the audience it's going to go after is primarily, primarily men. And there's plenty of movies out that appeal to men. Mad Max, Avengers, you know, maybe even Tomorrowland. So I, I think it's going to have a hard time. I think some people are overestimating this movie. With Memorial Day and that, it'll get enough of a, a sampling. But I could also see getting lost in the shuffle and flopping, even though it's Memorial Day weekend. We'll see. Um, there's no big box office draws starring in this movie. Now, there's no big box office draws starring in Tomorrowland either. George has not had the best luck with drawing people to the box office.
but this is a, this has got the Disney name attached, and it's flashy and, and adventurous, so I think it's going to help it. So I don't think these two new releases are going to do fantastically well, but they're going to do well enough, especially given the holiday weekend. The question, the bigger storyline to me is, how does Mad Max hold up? As I mentioned, that's a huge storyline going forward here this weekend and next. And how does Pitch Perfect hold up? I think a lot of Pitch Perfect was front-loaded, but some people still think it will hold up well enough to at least take second or even challenge Tomorrowland. We'll see. There's also people that think Mad Max might hold up better than expected and challenge Tomorrowland and Pitch Perfect and may even take number one. So there's a lot of potential here for an interesting race. Avengers will be in the mix. It won't drop off nearly as sharply as it did the last two weeks because of Memorial Day. will get a good sampling. Um, and everything else should be under $5 million. Hot Pursuit was already at $5 million last week. It should drop below that even with Memorial Day, although it could maybe maybe it could scrape $5 million, but that doesn't seem like a that seems like a very risky proposition with Pitch Perfect probably it Pitch Perfect out doing the business it is. I don't know if I can see that. So, all right. So that's the stories to watch out for. Uh, again, Memorial Day weekend. We are only doing uh, one set of numbers, and it's four days. So Sunday, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday is what we're doing. Tomorrowland, I predict to be number one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go lower. I'm gonna go 45 million. Many people are going between 45 and 50. Again, I, I, George Clooney movies don't draw that well. So, Pitch Perfect 2. Even with the Disney name, I can't see it drawing well. Pitch Perfect 2. I'm gonna go with 44 million. I think it's gonna be very close between those two. Uh, it, and you, you gotta figure it, it made 70 million last week. Even if it drops sharply, it's still gonna be in the 40 to 50 range, especially with Memorial Day weekend. I'm gonna go with Mad Max in third. I'm going to go with $40 million, although it could be a lot closer. These three movies are going to be close, I think, and I, I think many people are right about that. Uh, Avengers, Age of Ultron, and fourth. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with $30 million. I think it will do a little bit better than people think. Many people are going 25 to 30 I'll go on the high end. And fifth, I'm going to go with The Poltergeist. I'm going to go a lot less. I'm going to go with $20 million. Most are going 25 to 30 I'm going to go with $20 million. Again, I don't think that appeals too much to the mainstream. So, um, again, it doesn't, it's not really a natural horror movie here, so it's not like horror movie, horror fans are going to rush out to it. So that's all I see making $5 million over the four days. I don't think Hot Pursuit will have enough. So five movies. My predictions for this weekend, the weekend of Memorial Day, weekend of May 22nd, four-day numbers. Keep that in mind, four-day. Tomorrowland in first, $45 million. Second, Pitch Perfect 2, $44 million. Third, Mad Max Fury Road. $40 million, fourth, Avengers Age of Ultron, $30 million, fifth, Poltergeist, $20 million. Those are the predictions for Memorial Day weekend, the weekend of May 22nd. And those are four-day prediction numbers. So that's, that is next week's numbers. Now, what about the weekend after? We got two movies, two new movies. Now, we don't have the theater counts yet because it's too early yet. That will be the last weekend of May, the weekend of May 29th. Normally, you don't see too many movies come out that time. This time, you've got one movie that could do very well, and another movie that's a comedy, our first kind of real comedy. It's, oh, it's more a dramedy, but it, it will try to appeal to both males and females. Those are your two. Um, the biggest release will no doubt be San Andreas, an action film from Warner Brothers. Again, we don't have the theater kind of directed by Brad Payton, starring The Rock, 
Paul Giamatti, Alexander Daddario, um, really the rocks in the career. PG-13 action film, cat- catastrophe, disaster film. You've probably seen the ads for it. I think it'll do okay. I don't think it'll do huge. Again, you know, so many movies coming out appealing to men. This one will obviously be one, too. The Rock will get this movie to probably 35 to 40. I can't see it doing much more than that, given all the other films that are out. Um, but plus, coming off Memorial Day weekend, people come back from vacations. If, if people catch a lot of movies next weekend. That's why a lot of times studios stay away from the weekend after Memorial Day because they're too afraid. Um, you know, of, of, you know, kind of like, of the competition, too afraid of people just not having the money, plus there's a whole bunch of movies still coming out in June, so, you know, it's kind of like, it's a weekend they don't usually like to put something big on, so I'm kind of surprised they chose to put San Andreas out that week, but then again, we're in someplace else to put it, so, um, well, they probably could have waited the weekend after the June, the weekend of June 5th, but there's two big comedies there and a a big horror movie, so. But, yeah, 35 to 40 sounds reasonable, especially given The Rock. And the second movie coming out that weekend is Aloha, a comedy drama from Sony Columbia. Uh, again, we don't have the theater kind. PG-13, starring Bradley Cooper, Emma Stone, Rachel McAdams, Bill Murray, Jay Burrishow, John Krasinski, Alec Baldwin, Dan McBride. So a really good cast. Um, PG-13, but again, you're talking about a dramedy in, in summer, you know, We've seen sometimes, you know, a crazy, stupid love did okay. I mean, sometimes, but usually they're better off being released later in the summer. Right now, you're you're kind of st- you're kind of getting lost in all the big movies coming out. I don't expect great business here. Maybe fifteen to eighteen million seems about right, if at most. And that's basically because of the cast. So, and I haven't seen a whole lot of promotion for it. So I might go low end, like maybe even thirteen, fourteen. Um, and that's really it. That's the only two big movies. Uh, coming out that weekend, I mean, and pretty much all the, the story is going to be about the holdovers. How well does Tomorrowland hold up off of Memorial Day weekend? How how much does Poltergeist hold up, which probably won't be good because it's a horror movie. I'm putting quotes up there because it's not really a horror movie. Um, you, it, you don't expect it to hold up very well. So it, it will fall. But then you still got Avengers there, which will probably hold a decent amount. It'll probably it'll probably fall more sharply because after Memorial Day weekend it's, it's expected. But then you also got Mad Max in there, so you know it's going to be more about the holdovers that weekend anyway, and San Andreas more than likely. So, all right. So let's we'll have some predictions here. This is for the last weekend of May, the weekend of May the 29th. I'm going to go with San Andreas in first. I'll go. Let's go 45 million. I think The Rock's good enough to get him to that. It could be as high as 50, but I can't see it being more than that. In second, I'm going to go with Tomorrowland. I'm going to guess it drops maybe 40 to 50, so let's go with, if I'm assuming it's going to make him on 45, let's go around 20, let's go 29 million on Tomorrowland. In third, I'm going to go with Mad Max Fury Road because I figure Pitch Perfect after more than a weekend will fall. So. Mad Max Fury Road, I'm going to go with, uh, we'll go with 20 million. Fourth, I'm going to go with Pitch Perfect. We'll go with 16 million. Avengers, because I think Poltergeist will really fall. It's a horror movie. Uh, Avengers, and fifth. 
Let's go with 13 million. In seventh, we'll go with the Poltergeist. Actually, take that back. We'll go with Aloha. I'll go with 12.5 million. I could see it beating Avengers, or I could see it coming around. I don't think that movie will do very well. It's too early to release something like that. Poltergeist in eighth. We'll go with 10 million. And after that, I think everything else will be under 5 million. So. All right, so, again, we all about mostly about the holdovers in San Andreas. All right, so your numbers, your predictions for the weekend of May the 29th. That's not this weekend. It's the weekend after. Number one, San Andreas, 45 million. Two, Tomorrowland, 29 million. Third, Mad Max, Fury Road, 20 million. Fourth, Pitch Perfect 2, 16 million. Fifth, Avengers Age of Ultron, 13 million. Sixth, uh, Aloha, 12.5 million. And seventh, Poltergeist, 10 million. That's that's the best I can do without theater counts, folks. And those are your predictions for the weekend of May the 20th. We've got two weeks' worth of predictions. We'll talk about all of them upon my return in two weeks. All right, so that's the end of the box office beat. We put that aside. Now we jump into, really quick, we go jump into sports and the NBA, which um, – I just want to briefly acknowledge there was a draft lottery tonight. We're not going to go into it. We'll talk more about it next one. We do our NBA draft coverage. But the T-Wolves won the lottery. So they are the number one pick. Sucks to be the Sixers. Um, really sucks to be the Sixers. Because <laughs> they basically blew their season for nothing. Um, but they, the Sixers will pick third, which seems to be their, their thing. The Lakers will pick second. The Knicks will pick fourth. And the Magic will pick fifth. So that's the way it will play out for the draft line. Again, we'll talk more about that next month when we have our NBA draft coverage and NBA draft preview. Um, now, what's the NBA playoffs? What's going on since we last talked? A couple of things. Number one, we have our final set on both regard, in both regards. On the eastern side of things, not much to go on. In a lot of ways, people feel Chicago collapsed. I do not think they collapsed. I just think eventually it got to them that Cleveland was just better. Even when they're injury-prone and banged up, Cleveland was better. And they show that. They have more of a bench, you know, and they're just better. They have more talent. And that's going to show up at this time. You know, Bo, give it to Chicago Bulls credit. They stuck in this as long as they possibly could. Cleveland moves on. And Derrick Rose got through this, this season, got through these playoffs, and he showed he's still Derrick Rose. Now he has to keep staying healthy. As long as he is, the Bulls are going to be okay. There's talk that Tom Thibodeau might not be back next year, that the team and him will mutually part ways. I could see that. That's been something that's been going around for a while. We'll see. But the Cavs move on. We all felt like they had a good, were good enough, even without Kevin Love, to get to the fi- Eastern Conference Finals and probably get to the Finals. I still think that. I still think they're going to the Finals. Now they're going to be playing an Atlanta Hawks team who's had to overcome a lot of adversity in the last two months. They did not go into the playoffs playing their best basketball. They have not looked as good the second half of the season. They got tested by the Nets, one and in six, got tested um, – by the Wizards, you know, the Wizards had a heartbreaking end with the Paul Pierce shot that went in, but because of basket interfe- offensive basket interference, it got called off. You know, the Wizards gave them their best shot. John Wall was obviously injured in that series. If John Wall wasn't hurt, I think the Wizards would have won the series. And that's, and that's got to burn the Hawks. I think they realized that, too. You know, they, the Nets gave them a, 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 the Nets got, came at them hard, but they were so much better than the Nets, I think they would have won that series eventually in Game 7 if it got there anyway. 
In this series, though, the Wizards were the better team. They had the better talent. They played better. It just came to an unfortunate end for them. So the Hawks basically escaped the Eastern Conference semifinals, and now they find themselves against a Cleveland team who is banged up but have managed to still get here. Arguably, Cleveland had the had to play. Cleveland just came off a, a huge series against Chicago, but they looked better in doing it, even with the injuries, than Atlanta did. Atlanta basically survived. Cleveland won. Again, Cleveland's got more talent than, than Atlanta. Atlanta's gotten by this year on many people saying they're the best passing team in the NBA outside of the Spurs. They become the Spurs, so-called Spurs of the East. You know, they're, they share the ball. There's no really big stars, even though the Spurs have stars. Um, that's kind of what their thing has been. But people just don't feel – but generally, here's the thing, and I just pointed out, the Spurs have stars. Whether people think they do or not, they have stars. They don't act like stars. They're unselfish, but they have stars, and, they, and that means they got enough talent at the end of the day that they're not only just a good team, but they have the talent to win. They play like a team, and they have the talent. That's why they win. The Hawks don't have that. They play like a team, but they don't have the talent. And that is, I, is what I think will be the difference in the series. It's kind of like Chicago. They play well together, but they don't have the talent. Cleveland has the talent. They have the talent on the bench. They have the talent in the starters. I think Cleveland's winning this series probably in six. I don't think it'll get to a seventh game. So I feel comfortable with that. That series will get on the way tomorrow night. What's going on in the West has been far more interesting. Golden State uh, handled their business and got in. And really, there was no doubt. There really was no doubt. That series, Golden State was just so much better that you never doubted it. So there's not much to say there. On the other side of things, the Clippers, it's funny. We, we thought that they had shed that whole, their curse, their second rate to the Lakers and everything. They didn't. They just proved, even though the Lakers are horrible right now, that there's a reason why when the Lakers are good, they, they're still the Lakers. The Clippers are good, but they still can't get out of their own way. One guy in that series acted like he had it, and that was Chris Paul. After game three, everything just came apart. Every, after, pardon me, after game four, everything just came apart for the Clippers. You can tell that aside from Chris Paul, who spent the first couple games injured, and, and really that's the, that's the thing. The Clippers had this series. Chris Paul's hurt, and you're still leading the series. You had a three games to one lead when in two games you didn't even have Chris Paul, and you let it slide. And you had the opportunity to close out at home. And, and, and game five and game six, they had huge leads. And game six at home, they had huge leads, and they lost. They gave two games away. And in game seven, nobody showed up but Chris Paul. And that falls on DeAndre Jordan. That falls on Blake Griffin. That falls on everybody but Chris Paul. Doc coasted up the whole series. You don't look at Doc Rivers. You don't look at Chris Paul. Now, does the fact that the Clippers don't have a bench hurt them? We know it hurts them. But honestly, even without the bench, they had a chance to win this series, and they didn't. And that's what this is going to go down as. They had a complete and utter collapse in the Western Conference semifinals. And when people ask about changes, well, there's not much they can change because you've got Chris Paul there, nothing wrong with him. Doc Rivers, is not, there's nothing wrong with him. You're not going to get rid of the defensive player of the year in DeAndre Jordan. And you're not going to get rid of Blake Griffin, who you committed to as well as being that second guy in the franchise. Really, your changes have to come from just adding to your bench. You need to have a bench. That's your thing. 
because when guys like Blake and DeAndre don't perform, you need to be able to go to somebody, and, and all you have is Crawford and maybe Spencer Hawes. That's it. Everybody else was gone. Reddick played terrible. They all played bad. Chris Paul was the only reason why they even stuck in that game, final game. It was an embarrassment. And now, you know, maybe they'll get rid of that whole hack of Jordan, hack of, you know, hack of Shaq, whatever you want to call it thing. And I hope they do. But you want to know something? I, I, I really want to see something out of DeAndre Jordan. Because DeAndre Jordan always comes up big when they're up by a lot or when they're down by a lot. I never see DeAndre Jordan come up when the chips are down. I never see Blake Griffin come up big when the chips are down. Chris Paul, I see when the chips are down come up big. So that's something we need to see. And that was a disappointing part of Game 7 because that did not happen. So the Rockets, boy, did they ever get a gift. They move on. The team that I thought was the most overrated in the West in the Western Conference Finals. They got lucky against Dallas with their chemistry problems. They were able to beat them. And they got lucky against Clippers, who choked it up, and now they're going to the finals to play a Golden State team who is so much better than them, it's ridiculous, although they have a lot of similarities. They're both primarily perimeter-shooting offensive teams. They both, have some, um, they both got good length. It'll be interesting in that regard, but here's the thing. And they both have good depth, too. But here's the thing. One's a more veteran-laden team. One's a youthful team. Golden State, to me, all year, has shown themselves to be the best in the West. Golden State and Cleveland have shown themselves to be the best, too. I think that's who it's going to be. That's who it should be. And we'll see what kind of series we get. Maybe Kevin Love comes back if they get to the NBA Finals. We don't know. And that will make it interesting. If not, then who knows. But I think Golden State's going to move on. Right now, they are down tonight. Um, we'll give a quick little score update here. Game one of the Western Conference Finals taking place tonight on ESPN. 6.37 left in the second. Houston has a 49-36 to lead on Golden State, which is huge because, remember, Golden State has home court, and they're playing in the Oracle where they don't lose. If Houston gets out of there with one win, that's huge. So we'll see what happens there as that game, that series underway tonight. Game one on ESPN. So that's, that's huge for Houston. If Houston has any chance to win this series, they're going to have to probably win two games in Houston. I mean, in, uh, in, in uh, the Oracle. Because I don't think they win this series in anything less than seven games. Which means they probably have to win the seventh game in the Oracle. Which you know is the toughest place to play in the NBA. And if they win tonight, well, they put themselves in very good standing to do so. So we'll see what happens. It should be an interesting, interesting Final Four of the NBA. Very fresh, you know. Other, I mean, uh, I mean, if you want to consider, I mean, other than LeBron James being in the Final Four again here, but other than that, you know, Golden State, Houston, haven't seen them here in a long time. Um, Atlanta, Cleveland hasn't been here in a few. I mean, so it's it's fresh. Can't say that. Mike, do you have anything to add before I move on? Houston got really lucky, and Golden State is thinking it up. That's disappointing, but it's the NBA playoffs. <laughs> I'll tell you this. If we ever get stuck with an Atlanta-Houston NBA Finals, the ratings are going to be complete and other crap. So they better hope that's not what happens. No disrespect to those teams, but come on. 
the series that, that, that would get the ratings is Cleveland Golden State because of the, the talent on the floor and the, the players. That would be the series. But All right, so we'll leave it at that. Um, again, I'll keep you updated on the score while we're on the air as far as Game 1 and Western Conference Finals go again. Uh, Houston up big right now with under six minutes left in the second quarter of Game 1. Now we jump back to entertainment. And we jump into the, uh, in the spotlight TV picks of the week. This is going to be the last one we do for this TV season. So I'm going to throw the mic because I've been talking an awful lot, Mike. The only show that I can recommend this week is Flash uh, because that is the season finale of Flash and looks amazing. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. Although, if you want to go back and watch season finale from last last week, uh, Arrow had it was okay. It was pretty decent. Uh, Agent Shield was good. Person of Interest was great. Um, as for upcoming shows, there's the show on USA that's coming up in June called Mr. Robot. It looks absolutely fascinating. Can't wait to see it. Uh, so, and I think Perception's coming back. So there's that. So. Um, I guess Flash would be my recommendation for this week. Go watch Flash. I heard good things. Okay. Um, I want to second the Flash recommendation because I didn't watch it, but I spoiled myself, and it looked absolutely fantastic. Plus, they got some good things. They've already announced some of the things they're going to be doing in Season 2. I'm not going to recommend Arrow because I thought that was crap. The ending, any, any, there were some good things in there, but the ending completely just ruined it for me. So I'm not even going to do that. Um, Felicity needs to go. It does. It, it really does. Um, we're going to get hate mail, but that's okay. Um, I, it doesn't matter. Her character it really at this point is bringing, this, it it is bringing the show down. It really is. Every, you're, you're every, sa- I'm sorry, but you sacrificed too much at the altar of Felicity. It needs to go. End of discussion. Yeah. And it's a shame because if if we didn't have that problem, the finale would have been great. That's really the biggest issue. Um, Agents of Shield was fantastic. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. It was they set up some great stuff for next season. They culminated everything they needed to culminate for the season. Um, they even set up the spinoff. That's not going to happen, but that's okay. Just a great episode. Great performances by Kyle McLaughlin, and, and he's the biggest one I'd highlight, but. Great, great by the whole cast. Um, person of interest, I think we high, I think did we highlight it last week? I don't know if we did, but if we didn't, check that out. Just a fantastic finale there, um, and that's really the best ones we can highlight. Oh, blacklist! If you didn't check it out, watch that. That was if you've been, if you're one of these people that kind of tuned out because you got sick of not getting your questions answered. You got a, a lot of them answered on Thursday, so check that one out. Um, again, we're probably not going to be, I know we just completely skirted by it, but they're finales. You can't really talk about too much about spoiling something. This is probably going to be the last one we do for this TV season. We'll pick it up again in the fall because there's just not a lot on in the summer. Um, but just be aware of that. So if you haven't checked out any of these finales we just brought up, I would highly encourage you to do so. Last thing of the night, and... Again, for anybody that thinks, oh, my gosh, they're completely cheating us on the summer movie preview, you're, 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 that, we're not. Trust me. Because, number one, we're already three weeks into the summer. 
So there's not a whole lot to talk about with anything that's come out already. We did a box office beat earlier in which we discussed some of the movies coming out over the next few weeks. So really, there's not a lot here to go on, okay? General overview, folks. General. Um, Obviously, we now know Avengers, the thing is, internationally, it's been more geared towards than domestic. We know that. We've seen movies like Hot Pursuit do okay. Pitch Perfect do exceptionally well. Mad Max, you know, thankfully do better than expected, thankfully. Um, Now we're setting up, we've got Memorial Day weekend, a movie like Tomorrowland, which should do okay enough. Um, San Andreas coming out, again, should do okay enough. But when is the next big thing going to happen? Because that's really the, the biggest, those are the things that really can affect the rest of the summer. You know, in effect, and really, once you hit June, that is where things get get interesting because if a movie hits it out of the ballpark, then anything that comes out after, maybe they weren't expecting that movie to do as well as it did, then their growth is going to be affected. And we've seen that time and time again, a movie surprises and, and does better than expected. And as a result, next week or two, you see some movies that were expected to do better better than they did get hurt by it. So, to me, the next big thing is Jurassic Park. Now, obviously, in a couple of weeks, you're going to have Spy coming out. Mr. McCarthy, that's going to do well. Um, you know, and we've seen a lot of movies this summer geared towards women. Pitch Perfect, uh, Hot Pursuit, now Spy, which is going to clearly rely on Mr. McCarthy's fan base. You've got an Entourage movie coming out in a couple of weeks, which, again, I question how long it took them to do this. It'll do okay, but this to me is not a summer release, but I digress. Insidious, which will do well. Um, more and more horror movies being released in the summer, which has been a story over the last couple of years. Jurassic World, to me, is the next big thing. Now, on one hand, you could see maybe it's been too long. Or maybe it'll just be front-loaded. It'll have that big opening weekend, and then it'll fall off. I could see either one. I think the... Uh, Putting Chris Pratt in this movie was inspired because he's a hot name in Hollywood right now. He had the biggest hit of the summer last year. That He's got a fan base now that's, that's ready and willing to see whatever he's in. That, to me, right there will make sure that that opening weekend is big. That will. But the movie itself has to be good to carry it through after that first weekend. That first weekend should do very, very well, like maybe 70 to $80 million well. After that, we'll see what happens. I think in the, in the, everything I'm hearing so far I like, but we'll see. It's been a long time, and the Jurassic Park franchise did nosedive even after the first movie. It struggled. It was always more front-loaded, so we'll see what happens there. Pixar returns to things with Inside Out in, a couple, in another month. We know that will probably do well, probably be an Oscar contender. You have a comedy in, in, in Dope, a comedy drama in Dope, which is a very small budget kind of deal. It's going up against Inside Out. I question that logic, but keep an eye on that one. Um, a movie called Max is also coming out today. It's a family film. I question releasing that movie, too, right around the end of June. And Inside Out, I don't know what's going on there. But then you got Ted 2 coming out at the end of the month. Um, the first R-rated comedy of this summer. I think the only R-rated comedy of this summer. 
and you got that to play into things. Obviously, that probably be more fun. Well, Magic Mike and Terminator, that will be an interesting weekend as they both come out July, uh, Wednesday, July 1st. Obviously, will be, those will be the two Fourth of July weekend movies. Terminator is in the same boat as Jurassic Park, Jurassic World. Been away for a long time. Now, people might say, wait a minute, there was Terminator Salvation. And, uh, look, here's the thing. They're basically rebooting it. They're relying on Arnold for this. They're based, it, it, to me, it's almost like it's been away for a while. It's going to have a hard job. So it has to really build itself on word of mouth. It's also going to probably want to piggyback on Magic Mike, which is going to appeal, appeal to females. Again, another movie appealing to women this summer. That seems like the big theme this summer. Can it piggyback enough and do well enough? We'll see. To me, that's, that's going to be one of the more interesting. Obviously, it's 4th of July weekend. It's probably the biggest weekend of the box office. But we'll see. Both these movies are going to rely on each other, but both of them, now Magic Mike, we know is going to do well. Terminator is the wild card. And if Terminator ends up holding up and doing well, then that makes things interesting for July. Now, the weekend after that, you got Minions, um, which will probably be the big, the, will compete with Inside Out for the biggest, animation film of the summer. And well, I actually think Minions might beat it, to be honest. That's not, that's not a knock on Inside Out, but the Minions are the reason why Despicable Me does as well as it does. So that will be interesting. And, again, a lot of people have asked, why is it coming out the weekend of July 10th and not the 4th of July? I don't know. I, I, I don't think it would have hurt it to be up against Terminator and Magic Mike. I don't know. I, my only thing I would say is that they wanted to get it a couple of weeks out away from Inside Out. But they never they never feared Pixar before, so I don't know why they would have now. But it is what it is. Um, outside of that, you know, you're going to have Ant Man, which to me is the biggest risk of this entire summer, and it's coming from Marvel. Much like Guardians last year, although Guardians I thought had more going for it, it this to me is the biggest risk of the summer, probably the biggest risk Marvel's had. Now, granted, it's it's gotten a lot more positive buzz. Over the last couple months with the recent trailers and the way they marketed it. But you know what? They were so busy pushing Avengers that they've left a lot of the Ant-Man publicity off. They're just getting to it now. You know, they announced that he's going to be in Civil War next year. That helps. I hope that they continue to push it. I actually think it's going to be a good movie. Um, They need it to be a good movie because they need to get character to be like Thor and Captain America involved. So hopefully they get that off the ground. It's it's in a good weekend. July's the week, third week of July, which has brought in some good hits. If Terminator ends up doing well, it could hurt it. But then again, it's two weeks out from Terminator, so we'll see. But that to me is one of the biggest risks of the summer. Uh, you got Pixels the week after a movie called Southpaw, which will be an awards buzz movie that stars Jake Gyllenhaal. Pixels is a different. Movie, uh, it's an action comedy, Adam Sandler. That might be one of the sweeper hits of the summer. Adam Sandler really needs a hit. He really does. And finally, he's done something different and something that might appeal to people even outside of comedy. So we'll see if that works out for him. That will be an interesting story. Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation, coming out at the end of July, which is an odd time to release that movie. I can't believe they just didn't hold it for the holidays. I'm guessing because of Star Wars, they didn't want to do that. But they didn't want to open it in the the holiday season. But still, 
And again, I mean, you're, I mean, Jurassic World and then Terminator and then Mission Impossible. And, I mean, there's, you're starting to get into some dangerous territory of oversaturation here. But um, and that same weekend, you got Vacation, which is um, a, a throwback to the National Lampoon movies, which could do all right. Um, there's not a lot of comedies this summer, at least appealing to more, uh, at least outside of appealing to women. So that might do all right. Um, and you got Fantastic Four, which really, that comes out the first weekend of August, which really uh, could go either way. It's obviously uh, uh, taking some um, risks. It's taking some liberties with the source material. Got a very good cast, went younger with the cast. It could go either way. It really could. And that, to me, right next to Ant-Man, is probably one of the biggest risks of the summer. And opening in August, a week after Mission Impossible, I, it could go either way there. And if it does well, then, hey, all power to it. And after that, you're basically left with, you know, some movies that will, will probably just do okay. The Man from Uncle, um, American Ultra, Hitman, Agent 47, a comedy called Masterminds, um, which stars Kristen Wiig and Zach Galifianakis and Owen Wilson. Um, and... Then you get into some of the, you start heading into fall with some movies like Regression and We Are Your Friends, but they're all not movies that will draw 40, 50 million, but, you know, kind of the traditional kind of fair, if you will. At the end of the day, I think Minions, Jurassic World, um, I think Ant-Man, uh, Minions and Jurassic World are going to be huge, I think. Um, oh, and Mission Impossible will be huge. Ant-Man, I think, will do well enough. Inside Out will do good. Terminator, I think, will do well enough. Um, what do I think will flop? I think Fantas- Saturday, I think Fantastic Four is going to flop, no matter if it's good or not. I just don't. I just don't think people care, and I think the, the, the previous Fantastic Four films killed any enthusiasm unless Marvel gets a hold of it. Um, so I think that one's doomed. Um, no pun intended. <laughs> Um, I would think that would be the biggest disappointment. I can see, I could see Pixel's Adam Sandler's movie bombing, flopping. I don't think it will, but I could see it for some reason. Um, despite the flashiness and the appeal to the mainstream. Outside of that, though, I think everything's going to do well. This year we've had so few flops, and some movies that I thought were guaranteed flops haven't. I think this is a good. I, I just think people just are enjoying going to the movies this year. So um, now here's the thing: in the past, we've made predictions. Um, we made predictions, like actual predictions for the entire summer, like for each movie. We're not going to do that because we do that every week, and that just seems pointless. Okay, that just seems pointless. If we're going to do it every week anyway, that's kind of dumb. Um, and then we always forget to go back to the list anyway, and we end up losing it. So we're not going to do that tonight. But what I am going to do is I'm going to tell you right now, do I if if because I know that's the question. Do I think anything that's left over this summer can will be the number one movie of the summer? I do not. I think Avengers has that. I think you do have the potential for another a number two, and that could be Minions. That could be Jurassic World. That could even be Tomorrowland. If it does better than expected, any one of those three, or even Ant Man, 
Any one of those four could end up being the number two movie of the summer. And after that, it's all a crapshoot. But I think we now, but I, but I think we now now seen the theme of this summer. A lot of a lot of movies appealing to women. That's been the theme of this month. That's gonna be a theme going into July. Um, and then you got a lot of movie, a lot of action movies appealing to men. So there's a lot of like gender appealing movies this year. If you look at it, it's it's, it's very few that actually try to appeal to both, which is kind of interesting. Not a whole lot of comedies. Not a whole lot of animation. But the biggest, the two animation movies you are getting are gonna be probably classics. So. Makes up the difference there. And a couple of horror movies, which is showing the growth of, of, of horror in, in the summer now, which used to be a period where you didn't see any. So you're seeing that. So, again, we'll see what happens. I think you're going to have in a, a very big summer. You've already seen a bit, very big summer. A lot of movies are going to be very, as is the case been for the last five years, are going to be saved by their international growth. Now, Avengers didn't need saving, but it helped the number. I think a Terminator is going to be helped by it. I think um, um, I think Jurassic World might even be helped by it, even though it probably won't need it. I think, maybe, I mean, if, if Fantastic Four can do decent domestically, maybe internationally it gets some help. I don't know. I think you'll see a lot of movies get helped internationally, but that's a given. We should all accept that by now. So we'll see what happens. But I think Minions, Jurassic World will be the, probably the two big, maybe even Ant-Man are the three big hits left on the board. Um, Terminator could be, but I don't know. It might have been, oh, Mission Impossible is another one too. Terminator could be, but that's, that's, that's kind of a crapshoot. So, that's 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 really all that can be said. Mike, you have anything to add? Extraordinarily quickly. I think Ant-Man's going to be a hit. I think Terminator might be a flop. I think Fantastic Four will probably be a marginal hint because it's in August. The Man from Uncle will probably bomb. Minions and Inside Out will do equally well. Inside Out is going to be the critical choice, obviously. They'll probably win the Oscar this year. Shock! <laughs> um, Avengers will probably win the summer, no doubt about it. Uh, Avengers will be up for uh, biggest movie of the year, probably with Hunger Games, uh, Drive for Money 2, and uh, Star Wars episode <laughs> Revenge of the... <laughs> so, I'm sorry, I just had a Star Wars right there. Um <laughs> Sorry, real fans are waiting for Star Trek Three. Uh, <laughs> yep, I went there. I don't, I don't even. I don't, I don't even care. I'm. I'm literally ready to fall asleep. In fact, I was falling asleep. So I. I don't care. No, legitimately, I am waiting for Star Trek Three, and I will probably end up seeing uh, Avengers. Not Avengers. Whatever it is. I think Tomorrowland will do fine. I think San Andreas will do fine because it's The Rock. I think Spy will probably bomb. Entourage is going to be a bomb. Jurassic World will do fine. Uh, I hope Ted 2 bombs out of oblivion <laughs> because I do not want to see any of that crap anyway. Magic Mike will do fine because it's like pitch perfect, only with mouse strippers. Um, 
see, uh, train wreck will probably be a train wreck. Southpaw is going to be an Oscar film. Pixels will probably do fine. And Michigan Impo- Mission Impossible Rogue Nation will probably be the reason why Fantastic Four doesn't uh, get to number one the next week. Uh, other than that, that that is your that is in fact your summer movie preview. So if you don't like it, then suck a dick. <laughs> Yeah, um, it, it's 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 going to be you know, <laughs> I um, somebody already asked me because I, <laughs> I, I I'm the only one looking at the email box. Um, thank you, Jeff Tech. Uh, but yeah, that's um, there's not going to be any more potential to break opening weekend records. That's gone. There was only one movie with the potential to do that, and that already came out. And it couldn't break its own record, but that's okay. You know, the next time you're going to have that potential is maybe with Hunger Games, if not, then Star Wars. So you still have two more chances this year, but that is not, not going to be in the summer. So, But, yeah, that, that's the one thing I didn't mention that somebody asked me about was, is there anything left that could break box office records, especially, especially in regards to opening weekend? No. And there's nothing left that's got the potential to break box office records in general until holiday season. So, all right. So we got through everything. I apologize that we rushed, although I think we actually did okay. Um, it's the way it had to be. And I did want to touch on some wrestling things. We're going to leave it at that again. Um, as I noted earlier in the show, one of those shows that Mike and Justin will probably do next week will be a wrestling show. Cause there is a sort of quasi kind of pay-per-view a week from Sunday. So they can do that. Um, and have some fun with that if they want. And I'm sure they will because Kevin Owens is now on the card for that, that event, which pleases Mike, I imagine. Um, so they'll do stuff with that next week. But and then they can cover anything that's happened since you know they want to do that. They can do that. But yeah, so everything else that we had to get to, we got to. So I thought this was successful. We did it all in. An hour and five minutes, which is actually remarkable for me. So you got to give me some credit for that. Um, all right, so we will wind down. As always, the show might be over, but that does not mean that you have to stop interacting, contributing to our show. Please continue to send emails, uh, tweet us, Facebook us, your f- feedback, ideas, topic ideas, related to sports, entertainment, wrestling, breaking news items, related to sports, entertainment, wrestling, we'll make sure we cover. Um, comments, feedback. Reactions to um, things that we discussed, or you know, want to give your have your opinion heard. Any of those things, and you'll be at email, Facebook, and Twitter. You can email us at itspotlightbg at gmail dot com. Again, it's itspotlightbg at gmail dot com. Again, that's my email as well. So, please put in the subject line of your email what that email is about. Give us some idea, please. This helps us out with organization, makes it more accessible for us to find things. Just give us some idea, label it, whatever it is. If it's for one of us, put our you know put our name on it so we know. Um, you can also follow us and tweet us at itspotlightbg. Again, it's at itspotlightbg is my Twitter handle as well as the shows. And please remember to use the hashtag hashtag itspotlight. Again, it's hashtag itspotlight for anything you tweet regarding our show. You can also find us on Facebook. Do find us on Facebook. Use the full title of our show in the spotlight with Brian Gardner. And then once you find our page, like our page, and go ahead and post whatever it is you'd like to post. 
Uh, again, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, email, if you post or send something, we will see it. We check everything. Trust me, we do. Um, don't don't worry if we don't if we don't reply back to you or use acknowledge or mention whatever you post or sent on the show. We just can't possibly reply back to everyone. Nor can we use acknowledge or mention everything that's post or sent. So just be aware of that and. No worries. If you post or send something, I assure you, we have seen it. We encourage you to follow us on Facebook and Twitter for the latest information about our show, especially as it relates to scheduling, especially over these next couple of weeks while I'm absent. You know, um, I'm going to give Mike and Justin access to the Twitter feed and Facebook so that they need to get in there and post updates. They can do so. It'll be easier coming from mine since you're all used to mine. Um, so just be aware of that. Any information on scheduling or on the show you can get from Facebook and Twitter, but if you don't follow me on or the show on Facebook or Twitter, next best way to get information about our show is on our main show page here on TalkShoe.com. To find us here on TalkShoe.com, search for us using the full title of our show in the spotlight with Brian Gardner. And then once you find our fan page, uh, fan page, once you find our show page, pardon me, um, scroll down and not only will you have access to information about our show, but you'll have access to all the episodes since we moved here to TalkShoe almost five years ago. Um, you'll have access to all the episodes in order from most recent to the oldest in the episode archive at the bottom of the page. They're all labeled with dates, times, numbers, and descriptions for your convenience. Episode descriptions you get by clicking on the I next to each episode. Just keep that in mind. Uh, and if, you, if our most recent episode is all you're looking for, head over to the most recent episode box in the top right-hand corner of the, of the page. Just click on the play icon in that box, and the episode will play for you. Also, anytime I schedule shows on our show page, uh, two things will happen. A countdown clock will appear in the top right-hand corner near the most recent episode box. That countdown clock will be counting down to our next show. And also there will be an upcoming episode listing above the episode archive at the bottom of the page, which will give you all the information about our next episode, date, time, number, again, an episode description that you can get by clicking on the I next to the episode. It will give you a full description. So that way you know what's going to happen on the show, know when it's going to be, know all the information you possibly need to know, know how long it's going to be until we, that show starts. So when you see those things on our show page here on TalkShow.com, you know we're having a show, you know everything you need to know. So look for those things. Check out our show page regularly, um, anytime, um, but especially during the week and especially on Tuesdays and Thursdays, particularly at night on Tuesdays and Thursdays, which, are, which is when our shows usually air. Just check out our show page regularly, Click, keep hitting refresh, and you will know all that you need to know and be able to catch up on episodes at your own leisure. So make sure to check us out here on, our, here on TalkShoe.com and utilize the page regularly. You can also check us out on our second home, LivesIn.com. Again, it's LivesIn.com. Search for using the full title of our show in the spotlight Brian Gardner. And then once you find our show page over there, scroll down. You can find all of our most recent episodes in order from most recent to the oldest. We have it with dates, times, numbers, and descriptions for your convenience. So if you want to check us out over there and listen to our episodes over there, feel free to do so over there on LivesIn.com. Again, it's LivesIn.com. You can also find our old shows from before our days on TalkShoe over on blogtalkradio.com. Again, it's blogtalkradio.com. Search for using the full title of our show in the spotlight with Brian Gardner. And then once you find our old show page over there, scroll down, and you will find all of our original 31 episodes, the first 31 episodes ever of our show, are on there in order from the most recent date to the oldest, way with dates, times, numbers, and descriptions for your convenience. So if you're interested in those, Maybe you never listened to them before, or maybe you listened to them before, but you're just feeling nostalgic and want to check them out again. Whatever the case, feel free to go check them out over there on blogtalkradio.com. Again, it's blogtalkradio.com. 
You can also check us on iTunes, Mike. Search for In the Spotlight with Brian Gardner on iTunes. Subscribe, download, and enjoy us there, please. Thank you. Okay. I can't. Uh, I wish Jeff Tech well. He's not here tonight, obviously. He won't be here until probably mid July, but I hope everything's okay. And we'll see you when you come back, or talk to you when we come back, or listen to you, or whatever he does, because he doesn't talk to us. But, well, whatever. Wish you well. Um, I know that was very, very awful, but I'm I'm rushing, so what can you do? Uh, I want to thank Mike for being here tonight. Thank you, Mike. Let's rush even quicker so we can get off even quicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to thank myself and our great show. Pat, I'm back and thank all of you for your continued support and contributions to the show. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you um, for your patience tonight and for sticking with us tonight. And that is it. We are done for this week. There is no other shows to be had, no second show, no nothing. No show tomorrow like planned, no show on Thursday in our normal time slot. We are done. Our next show, um, I'm guessing, well, I'm not guessing, I would think would be Tuesday night. Next Tuesday night, which will be May the 26th. At 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, broadcasting live here on TalkShoe. I won't be here, but my co-host will be here. So I'm guessing they'll do some sports stuff and freelancing, have some fun with it. And I'm guessing there will be a wrestling show next week, probably next Thursday. And you can send questions and comments in for that and all that good stuff, just as usual. So I'll be missing three shows, at least three shows, I'd imagine. I don't know, only three shows. Maybe two, maybe they won't do a third. I don't know. But I will be back with you all on Thursday, June 4th. That will be my first show back. And I will it'll probably be like a sports entertainment combo. We'll cover both sides of the fence on that show um, just to kind of catch up. And, and that will be like a transitional show. But it will be a show nonetheless. So that's when I will be back. So thank you for all the well wishes on the wedding and everything else. And I hope you all have a great rest of your week, great Memorial Day weekend, great week next week. And a great week, a uh, great couple weekends here. And I'll see you back. I'll be back on Thursday, June fourth, here on Talk Show. And our show, next show, again, will be a week from tonight, May twenty sixth, at eight o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, here on Talk Show. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs>